Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business. We want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and I'm a director at Softway, a business-to-employee solutions company that creates products and offers services that help build resilience in high-performance company cultures. I'm joined today, as usual, by our president and CEO, Mohammed Anwar. Hey, Mo. Hey, guys. Vice President Chris Petrie. Hey, Chris. And Director Frank Dana. Hi, Frank. Hey, Mohammed. <laughs> and Jeff and Chris. And Jeff and Chris. It's fine. Well, you know, it's appropriate because I've assembled us for a reason. We're going <laughs> to we're going to do another uh, ad hoc deep dive, if you will, into the history of software. And today. Our focus will be on yet another one of our, our favorite stories that has mm. played out. Um, and we're going to flash back to a little incident. Uh, we haven't named this incident yet, you guys. Um, we should probably give it a formal name, you know, so that people know it. But this is an incident that involved Muhammad and Frank and a meeting that was um, that that Frank didn't wasn't wasn't there for or was late to or was not there. So I won't. I think we all know what I'm talking about now, at least on on our side here. And we're we're about to share that story. And I think again, the objective of this for us is to have some fun with it, a little trip down memory lane, but also kind of talk about how that what that meant to us in terms of of culture, our learnings, and our personal growth, things like that. Just sharing those moments together here. So. Frank, I think it's appropriate for you, if you will, to kind of set up what this story is, what happened, because this story is really centered around. This is your story. So I will yeah. give you this. Thing. Oh, yes. Yes. Hey, Muhammad. So um, it was a it was a it was a beautiful, I think it was either spring or summertime. I can't remember which which time of year it was. Let me just start there. The sun was shining, the birds were singing. And I was sitting in my office just doing deep work. You know what I'm saying? And you know, when you get in those zones, those moments where it's sort of like precious, where you're able to just knock a bunch of stuff out and get stuff done, no distractions at all. Like nothing is in your way. And I was, I was sitting there working and all of a sudden I see Muhammad barreling towards my office. And I'm like, you had a oh. window. So you're able to see me walk to I was your office. Watching him power walk over bust the door open and start yelling like like yelling and this is i've known mo for a long time like since i was 18 and he's never ever yelled at me like period in this capacity on top of that and i could feel like the energy of the office i could feel the people because our walls were paper thin they were barely even walls but I could, I could feel people like leaning towards hearing what Muhammad is saying and yelling expletives, all sorts of stuff. And then what people <laughs> saw after that is Muhammad triumphantly walking out of the room and me doing this Charlie Brown style walk directly behind him, like a sad puppy, directly into the meeting room. <laughs> wow. God. Okay. Well, I I, I thought we were going to keep it light, but Frank, you know, Frank just, 
Frank just like laid it out there. Okay, well, uh, can I can I just share my side of the story? <laughs> you share your side of the story. I just wanted to paint that picture. I wanted to get everybody like feeling what I felt. You know what I'm saying? That's what people I'm saw. It. You felt it, Chris? Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, Mom, thinking down. I'm, I'm thinking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So, so, so what led to that was mm-hmm. um, we had a meeting that I had scheduled, I think, the morning of. Uh, for all my directors, the big heads I, yeah, <laughs> we have this. We have we, we yeah. So I I think I'll just come clean. Like back in the day, I used to schedule ad hoc meetings. And whenever I wanted, I would be like, "Hey guys, we're gonna have a meeting." We didn't like have a scheduled recurring meeting or anything. It was just I woke up that morning and I felt like I need to have a meeting with my directors. So I set up the meeting for the afternoon. And our office, we have this tendency of showing up late to meetings. And so I'm sitting there waiting for all my leaders to show up to the meeting room. And slowly, everybody starts rolling in 10 minutes into the meeting. And I'm looking around to see if you have attendance for everyone. And Frank is missing in the room. So I obviously was uh, irritated. And I actually began to ask people in the room, where the hell is Frank? And uh, everybody was like, I don't know. I don't know. And like, nobody wanted to like kind of respond or Very take quick. ownership of Frank's situation, I guess. Yeah, Frank, nobody wanted Frank to take ownership. A quick pause, a quick pause for context. Just yeah, yeah. what year What year was this? Like what was so 2016. this? 2016, right? So just to make sure this wasn't last week, just want to make sure everyone knows. this is this was a while back ago. So that's why we're laughing about it. Go ahead, Mo. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So I I began to ask people where's Frank, and nobody was able to tell me where he was. And I I sat there. I was just waiting, hoping Frank would show up. And I had made up in my mind that I'm going to yell at him as soon as he walks in, whenever he did. And so I waited, and Frank didn't show up. So. I didn't want to get yelled I, at. I, I, I started actually yelling about Frank in front of everyone. And I'm laughing about it, but looking back at it, it was actually not good what I did. But I started talking about Frank to the room and started mm. saying things like, you know, Frank's always late. There's no sense of discipline. You know, he doesn't show up to meetings on time. And I just yeah, so started to like disparage his character. Uh, as a way to went. And I tried that and it still didn't work because Frank still did not show up. Maybe if I talk so, bad about him, he'll feel it. He'll feel it and he'll just gravitate towards the room and be like, y'all talking about me? I but work. you know the best part, Frank? Was everybody was, was acknowledging me in the meeting room. <laughs> oh, to be honest. I, I, just I, would challenge that. I would challenge that. Silence in that situation was compliance, but it was not agreement. That's well, fair. It looked like you guys were agreeing with everything I had to say. Uh, well, in that in that moment, yep. in your mood, do you think that anybody was going to do anything contrary or speak contrary <laughs> to anything that you were saying? Like, sorry, Frank, <laughs> you were assassinated in that, in that room, and there was, was nobody willing to take that bullet for you. You know what? Nobody. You know what? Some nobody. of it may have been true. Some of it may have been true, especially for this <laughs> one. You. Like, so, well. so I guess I think 15 minutes going to the meeting and we're all like, okay, this is a one hour meeting and 15 minutes in Frank is in here and 
I'm done. I'm not going to sit and wait for this guy anymore. So I decided I'm going to waltz into his office and go get him. And that's how I remember me barging into your office. I do remember yep. yelling at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I, got I it. do remember yelling you at you. And, and I do remember when I was walking to your office, I saw you see me through the window. I, yes. And we made eye contact. And you were probably like, is he walking to my room? And I was walking to your room. You know, and I was that, angry for sure. There's that thing that happens in Spain where the bulls chase people down the streets. It's kind of how I, when I saw you, I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, anyways, so I walked into the room and I remember, I do remember cursing and I think I was definitely yelling. Do you recall um, the specific words that were used by chance? Probably not safe for this podcast. <laughs> I've got them written down here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, I basically, I mean, to the effect, I mean, I don't know the verbatim, but it was essentially like, why the hell are you not in this meeting that you're supposed yeah. to be in? And all I remember is like, I didn't give a chance to Frank to even respond. I literally just was the only one speaking and or yelling and i essentially told him get your behind out of the chair and let's go to the meeting that's right. right now that's 100 um, what's another uh, word for behind i just don't want to say it but okay. yes booty a synonym <laughs> and, uh, you, you can think about it <laughs> but then i you know but then I, I i charlie brown walked sad walked in um sat down and very um Oh, our producer, executive producer Maggie is saying badonkadonk is another word. And I'm sure that Muhammad said badonkadonk. I can't even pronunciate it. Badonkadonk? Badonkadonk? Actually, we're pivoting this entire podcast. Go ahead, Mom, and say that one more time. Badonkadonk? Close enough. So I go into a meeting and and I'm I'm not contributing. I'm just trying not to cry. Basically, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, and that was I it. Remember, and then the meeting ended, right? I, I remember I remember that meeting actually. I do remember um the frustration. I remember Muhammad, to be honest, the way you were positioning it, like while waiting for Frank, it felt like very justified. Like I wasn't like that that sense that people agreed with you came from kind of being like, like, we need to be more like, why are our leaders not disciplined? Why can't we come to things on time? And to me, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Frank's. I might have even said this. I'm like, I think I saw Frank in his office. Like, like literally just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, why isn't he? I'm like, why isn't he here? I mean, we're all here. Why isn't he here? So it's kind of like. Rallying. They're rallying yeah. against him. And I don't recall the meeting, but I do recall the surprise Muhammad meetings that were like sitting on top of other things. Or, you know, you would think, you know, in, in logical terms, like, oh, since this is a last minute meeting, perhaps I should go with the previously scheduled meeting and get the updates for this newly scheduled meeting. But that wasn't, you know, how it it went down. It was, you got yanked out of meetings if you were sort of summoned by Muhammad in those days. And so, like, you'd be in the middle of presenting something or trying to get teams in line. But Muhammad needs you to go over to this other room. You're like, oh. I guess I gotta go, you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm gonna be back. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be back. Um, <laughs> we don't. We love you, Mama. Yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> he just he pops up with his laptop and he's like, 
<laughs> Boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm so I, I, I do remember like I, uh, after Frank made it into the room, I had to collect my emotional emotions and like go into the meeting, whatever it is. I don't remember the agenda. I don't even know why I called for the meeting. It's too long. Uh, but I do remember every minute of yelling at Frank and getting him into the room or yelling about Frank <laughs> and then getting him into the room. But once we got done with the meeting, um, you know, a few hours later, I saw an invitation for a one-on-one -on -one pop up on my, uh, you know, email for invite request from Frank. And in that very moment, I started to get this feeling that, oh crap, I think I did it again. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, oh crap, I think I, I must have done something wrong or must have misbehaved because Got it, was it was 2016. I think it was the start of my journey of realizing about yeah. my behaviors. And yeah. as soon as that meeting popped up, I was like, okay, uh, I'm pretty sure Frank is upset. Um, and he booked it for the next day. And he booked it in this corner most office, like literally the last office offer suite. So we had a pretty big office suite and we had this executive wing that had been abandoned since 2015. And he booked one of the corner most offices. Usually that was the room where if there was a performance related issue or some kind of a, a crucial conversation to be had, that was the room we would use. Mm -hmm. And so he booked that room. And so when I saw the meeting room that was booked, I was like, oh crap maybe uh, it began, I began to like contemplate or think through like maybe Frank is upset enough to resign from that incident because I reflected on, oh my gosh, I think I was really harsh on him. And so, and it wasn't the first time that somebody had resigned because of me yelling at them. So that's kind of what, what happened that day. I don't know, Frank, what were you thinking when you were sending me the invite or whatever? I don't know if you had anything to share, but why you booked that room, but that's how I felt. Yeah. My thought was like, this is no one can hear you scream all the way back there. Um, and <laughs> no, but I, I actually, I did, I wanted it to be something that was, that was purposefully far away so we could have a conversation. So again, walls are paper thin, you know? So I was like, well, if there's at least 10 walls between us and the bullpen where everybody sits, that would be helpful. You know what I mean? So I think that was really the intent behind it is just, hey, let's, let's meet in a place that's nondescript. That's a little bit is, you know, ghost town is a good word for it. So time out. I just want to speak to the listeners. This is actually the worst strategy. If you feel like you could be victimized, you want as many witnesses as possible. <laughs> so you want to keep that meeting as close to earshot of others in case there's a need for intervention. So just put it out there. I just want to be responsible. I have a platform. I did the wrong thing. That's actually that's great advice. I did not even. I, I was like, hey, let's just make it an intimate discussion. Let's have a conversation about it. Chris is like, no, make sure people can hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, any, anyways, I think I think so. That that follow up meeting, I think, is what makes this story live in infamy even more so than than the the previous transgression. So, tell us about that yeah, meeting. Yeah. Yeah, so, so day of I, I, I was just gonna say like I, 
<clears throat> purposefully, uh, I scheduled it and I purposefully got there on time, uh, maybe <laughs> two or three minutes, two or three minutes early. <laughs> but when I got there, I had two things with me. Uh, I had a notebook and I had my computer and Muhammad, I want you to tell a little bit and then we'll, we'll, we'll add, <laughs> right. we'll add to the story. So uh, ultimately I showed up and uh, I won't lie. I think I was late <laughs> to this meeting by a few minutes. Um, I walked into the room and I essentially um, saw Frank having a notebook and it was open. It was already open and there was things written on it. Um, and his laptop was there as well, but it was closed. And so I sat down and I was already, already uh, very anxious because I was expecting a resignation. So I went in there already prepared to kind of like calm the situation down. Yeah. And I know even before Frank could begin to speak, I started justifying what happened, what had happened yesterday. And uh, if I don't, if I'm not wrong, I started blaming my other directors to Frank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yes. I he do said remember. specifically Jeff and Chris. I'm kidding. He didn't no, say I didn't that. say specifically Jeff. But yes, there was blame. There was blame. It was blame, but it was not Frank. This time around, I was blaming Everyone all else. the leaders yes. for coming late. And I was like, you know, Frank, you know, people don't ever show up on time and my leaders <laughs> don't show up on time. And the meeting already, people were coming in late. And I was already pissed. And when I didn't see you, you know, that's why I was already pissed. But it wasn't necessarily your fault. It was everyone's fault. And like, I tried to like, kind of like do whatever I could to justify my action from the previous day. And I wasn't apologizing. I will tell you, I did not apologize. All I was trying to do was justify why I had yelled at Frank. Yeah. And I remember and Frank was just listening. And then mm -hmm. he just said something to the effect of like, Muhammad, can I speak now? Or something. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, you got me like, to shut up. Do I have, some, I have something to say? I'd like to share, share something with you. And, and, you know, your boy, can I say your boy on this pocket? Your boy does not like conflict. I'm not a, I'm a conflict averse person. And so scheduling a meeting with Muhammad was stressful enough. Scheduling at the farthest place in the office, according to Chris, is not a smart move. And at the same time, I had written down what I wanted to say to him so I could be as clear as possible. Because when I was sitting there in front of him, I was shaking, like physically shaking. That. My hands were shaking. My body was shaking. Like I was like when you're very, very cold, I was sitting there like this, like shaking in, in, in this dramatic fashion because I, I literally was was afraid to say what I wanted to say. Um, but I knew I had to say something. And so I began reading what I had what I had written into the notebook. And and I had basically I started telling Muhammad that, you know, I, I did not appreciate being spoken to like that. I didn't I said that I really I felt that it was unfair for him to yell. And that the words that he used were very unkind and very hurtful. And I and I began to share that with him directly, but I used the notebook because I know if I wouldn't have had that in front of me with the stuff written down on it, I would have jumbled up my <laughs> what I had to say to him um, in a way that really wouldn't have been beneficial. But I began to tell Muhammad how that interaction 
made me feel. Yeah. And uh, he was shivering. I did notice that. But when he delivered his, um, you know, uh, how he felt in the moment, I, I started to feel this sense of shame um, and guilt. It's easy to talk about it now, but I think in oh, the yeah. moment I was very embarrassed. Uh, but so I did ultimately apologize. You did. Yeah. And, I remember and, specifically and, you said yeah. you, you kind of like almost, almost mentally tossed out the excuses and you were like, Frank, I'm sorry. I should not have treated you like that. Like you, you kind of got rid of all the other stuff that was sort of clouding what you would, what you were trying to to say and just said, yeah, I, I, I was essentially that. trying to justify my behavior yeah. from mis from from mistakes of others, right? Like that's essentially right. what I was doing. Yeah. But when you shared your, I mean, you told me how you felt in the moment. I realized, okay, crap. Like I just need to apologize. But then, <laughs> Frank accepts the apology, and then he says, "Muhammad, I have one more thing I want to share with you." And uh, I was like, okay. And he began to open up his laptop and uh, he turned it around to me and showed me the detail of the calendar invite from the previous day of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that I had actually forgotten to invite Frank. <laughs> his name was not even on the invite list. And it was at that moment in time, like, you have no idea, guys. I was, I was already embarrassed and I went into like even more embarrassment because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like this whole incident played itself out, not because Frank was late, but because I had forgotten to invite Frank and I had just misbehaved in ways that even if it was his fault, I shouldn't have. But now looking at it, this is all my fault and I misbehaved <laughs> and treated Frank this way. And it was just like a double whammy for me in the moment. And I was like, I, in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to do something about my behaviors because this, I was also like surprised that he did not resign despite all of this, but in the moment, that was what was like, I, I immediately went into this stage of like, oh crap, like I gotta like stop this. I can't keep going on like this. I can't behave like this anymore. Um, but I do remember like Frank didn't just leave it there and let me feel bad. Like he did a good job of also like consoling me. Like he's the one who got victimized with all of these behaviors. But at the end of that meeting, I wasn't the one consoling him. He was the one consoling me. Um, telling me, hey, don't worry about it. It's okay. And like, you know, like I was, I mean, I don't know, Frank, do you want to talk about that? Like, I do, I do. Because <laughs> I think that's, that's the point. What I was doing was I was giving you feedback and I had never intended to quit. I was not going to resign because here's the thing. Like this was a few months into your journey, right? We had, you had gone to the, to that big Houston football game, right? Uh, the U of H game, you had, we'd gone to San Francisco and we'd kind of experienced other cultures. We started to kind of get into this. You, you had started to become and share with me and many other people that you were going to make mistakes, but you were trying to become a better leader. 
and you had stepped into this journey of, of servant leadership or reliable leadership or whatever we're going to call it. But essentially, like in that moment, you were trying and you made a mistake. And so it was my responsibility, even though I felt like I was going to throw up on everything to tell you what I needed to tell you because I care about you. And because you had asked us to hold you accountable, you had said, when I mess, make up, mess up and make mistakes, please, please, like, like treat me as a person, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Show me how I can improve. And I took that to heart, uh, you know, and, and so in that moment, I wanted to make sure that you, you were able to receive feedback in this way, like just from someone who you've known for such a long time. And I wanted to make sure that it was actionable, like that you could see clearly what that looked like. And I was not willing to give up on you. So that was the reason why I had taken that time to write down my thoughts and to communicate it in the way I wanted to and, and did was because you as a leader had said, I need help here. And the last thing I wanted to do in that moment was not help you and not help continue to move this transformation forward and support you in that. So that was really the intent. No, I appreciate it. I, yeah, no, that was, no matter how embarrassing, embarrassed I was and how I felt like Crank did a really good job of like making sure I walked out of that meeting, not like, like, I think, I think not feeling as guilty or, or not, you know, going into self-condemnation because that was also very common for me. Like when I do realize that I did something wrong, I'd shut down and I'd avoid people because I wasn't able to forgive myself. And I did that a lot to myself. And in the moment I, I know Frank, the way he reached out to me, the way he gave me that olive branch to help, help me. Um, he also left me feeling confident that, okay, I made a mistake, but I can get better. So that was very helpful. And I don't know um, how many leaders out there have that benefit or opportunity of having, you know, people who report to them, hold them accountable this way. But for me, that was definitely a gift. And I, I even till now, like, like remember that story every now and then me and Frank will joke about it. Um, well, we, all, we all joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can joke about it. That's the best part is like, to this day, if any, if anybody like is late or doesn't show up to a meeting, we ask Muhammad, did you make sure they were on the invite? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they weren't like legitimately it happens. It's not just you, Muhammad, I'm not blaming you for this. Chris? But can we can we also just add that when someone is left off of a meeting invite, it typically is Frank, even to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I to be honest, recently it's been JJ. <laughs> it's been missed out on meeting invites. <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of it's going around. Yes, I have been yeah. I have been accidentally uninvited to or not invited period to meetings, and it was actually last week. There was one that that. One of our team members. It wasn't was like, me though. It wasn't me though. It was somebody it wasn't else. Me. It was someone else. But they were like, "Hey, where are you at?" And I was like, "Where am I at? I'm at I'm at my house." And they're like, "No, there's a meeting happening right now." I go to my calendar, of course. Okay, send me the link. Send me the Zoom. <laughs> Which is a true measure of forgiveness. Is like when it happens again, how do you respond? And Frank doesn't. You no, know, it's just know. fine. I just show up five minutes late. <laughs> it's okay. 
I think, I think, um, I know Chris and I weren't like, we were in the meeting room where this happened, but we definitely were not in the room at the end of the hall when, um, when the, that the other part played, played down. But this is, this is still a story that I think is just ingrained in, in soft way kind of lore. Um, because again, one of the things that we talk about a lot is our transformation as a business, but also oftentimes, Mohammed, you're at the center of that conversation. We talk a lot about like Mo 1.0, if you will, we, um, you know, as we're always upgrading ourselves and becoming better versions of ourselves, we always reference kind of 2015 or pre 2016 Mohammed as like a version of you that was undergoing a lot of change, but from a place of you know, like more of a temper, more of a, you know, a different approach, a very heavy handed approach to leadership and very, um, a lot, a lot of elements we talk about as a theme, but this story is a great, I, I like the story so much because um, I know, you know, I know Frank very well as well at this point. And, you know, the, the, the courage of that story doesn't always come through unless I guess, you know, we know each other so well, but I kind of wanted to highlight it for, for this, for this purpose is like just, understanding frank as a person frank's a very you're i mean not to just embarrass you here but you're a very kind-hearted person you're very you're someone who wants to make everybody happy you want everyone to get along and you're very you just have a great heart but it also makes situations like that just incredible i just know you even to this day that's not something easy to do not much less for anybody not like muhammad yeah. you know is one thing but you wouldn't that, that'd be hard for any and i think i think that story is always inspiring to me because I think it, it spoke volumes to what a culture is capable of bringing out of us. I know our culture wasn't there yet at that time, but the alignment that we'd already started building around what kind of culture we wanted to have and the commitment to that journey really played out in a space where people were being very human, making very human mistakes like right. Muhammad did. But also, Frank, you having the ability to not be petty about it not be. I mean, you had every right the moment he even, you know, you could have just sent him a text said like, I was never invited, you know, flip him the bird and like walk out the door or whatever. Like you, you had all these types of opportunities, but you chose to make it an opportunity to help Muhammad through that. And that's, that's amazing to me because I, it just takes, it takes something really special to happen in that space. And we treasure this story as, as funny, as much as we make fun of Muhammad about it. Um, we make fun of about it because it's a story that's definitely in in our chronicles, right? It's like it's locked it's locked away in the vault because that's really that's really just I, I love it. It's like it's like this fable now that that was a true story, but it, it, it's such a fun um, like contrast to like some things that we I think we find somewhat natural or more natural now that we're not perfect, but we have these types of little holding each other accountable and little moments of of trying to help each other through mistakes like more often now like i feel like it's 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 not perfect but you know that that's where like courage becomes easy now courage becomes easier with what what we were able to build through that that's what that's yeah, what i get it's, it's way less of an event right and i think like there was there was this this pomp and circumstance of like let me book a room in the farthest part of the galaxy let me like bring a notebook to make sure i don't mess anything up let me have this tablet laptop that I can open up and point to like there was this there was this kind of this this extra layer of coordination that had to be done but as you get to a point where number one relationships are better 
but also when your culture is more closely tied to feedback being part of just your everyday interactions, you don't have to have that pomp and circumstance. Like that, it doesn't become an event. It becomes a natural part of your discussions with each other. And you can move past it much faster as a result of it kind of getting better. So anyway, that's that we're looking at 2016 and now at 2021, the difference in terms of how long it would take for me to give you that same type of feedback, it's huge. Oh, just a few weeks ago, Mohammed texted me in the morning and says, hey, I have some feedback for you um, that when you get a chance. And, and, I, I, and I look at his calendar, I'm like, okay, like now I'm, I want to be ready. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm ready for it. And then- He's triple booked. So I, so I immediately like, cause he, he's like, we can talk about like, we had, the next time we have a chance to meet is like at night or the next day. Yeah. And I'm like, so I immediately, I immediately give him some feedback back. I'm like, Mo, here's some feedback for you. Don't tease me with the feedback just for me to wait all day to find out what it is. <laughs> I, I can't live like this. Like I want my feedback now. And so that, that's the, that's how feedback is no longer an event. Like I, even as I was primed for feedback, because if, if he's like, the type of, you know, if he's like my boss, like the type that, you know, I would be intimidated by or scared by. I mean, I would have spent all day, like I knew his feedback would be good. I knew his feedback would be something constructive. I could handle it. But, you know, typically someone comes and tells you, I have feedback for you. You're just, the rest of your day is just stuck, especially your boss. You're going to be like, That's what how is it? What did I, what did I do was. wrong? You'll be replaying every single thing you've done in life, figuring out what this feedback is going to be about. And you lose sleep that night if that meeting is the next day, you know? So, that, that's 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 the feedback. I love seeing feedback as a culture kind of play out in funny ways. Cause I'm like, I just texted Mo about later. I was like, Mo, uh, a little bit of feedback for you. Um, just you know, if you have ever just give it to me or just don't. Cause if you just tell me you have it and leave me hanging, I don't like it. Like it didn't feel good. He's like, oh shoot, okay, yeah, let's learn. So he gave me the feedback. It was it was a just a silly example. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious because he doesn't like it when I do that to him <laughs> on anything. Like I could be like, "Hey, don't 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 let me forget to talk to you about this this thing." He's like, "Well, yeah, talk about let's talk about it now. I can't wait. I can't wait till then. I can't wait." That's totally like, true. <laughs> I totally agree. Like, and it's not no, even feedback. <laughs> it's not even feedback. It's just like, oh, this small little thing happened, but you need to know about it. And he's like, "What? Well, what was it? What happened?" <laughs> You talk about it now, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm in a meeting. You're in meetings. He's like, I, I can't focus until you tell me. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't go on. I can't go on. You're like, <laughs> I expect you to live this life. You're totally right. You're right. Like I do get those feelings. It's like this fear of like missing out or waiting or something. I'm like, no, I need to hear it now. Like I want it now. <laughs> so, awesome. and that's what you're doing to me. But, anyways. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this is a, this is one of our favorite stories and I, I definitely appreciate you again, everyone digging deep and retelling it, reliving it. Um, hopefully, you know, pe people draw parallels. I think we share these stories for ourselves to learn in retro and kind of relive and learn again. Um, but hopefully we share it because we've we also see it we see not exactly the story but the parallels play out in different dynamics and we, we've seen the the darker timeline of these play out we've seen how these go sideways these go wrong um mistakes that don't get resolved in this way and what that can mean to cultures and 
just we've 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 played it out. We've seen it played out, and so these stories are just beneficial for us to like retell and connect with. And hopefully, as an audience, as listeners, you guys are are enjoying that and getting getting a little bit out of it. And if you did, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I love this business strategy. We're going to be posting stuff like this more often and you know you can count on every tuesday we'll be putting out something that's you know long we're, we're, we're really trying to give content around this lane of sharing more real stories connecting with you we would love to hear back what you think about it and if you have any similar stories you can leave us that kind of feedback at software.com labs if you'd like to engage um, and if you like what you heard please do leave a review subscribe tell a friend all that good stuff and so with that, I'd like to thank Mohammed, Frank, Chris for joining me. Um, reliving our past once again. Um, all those emotions coming up. I know it's it's fun and stressful sometimes, but it was good. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Appreciate um, everyone joining me today. So with that, we'll see each other next week. Thanks, Mohammed.